0: I can still hear her scream when I close my eyes. It's not screams of terror or surprise, nothing like those you hear in a horror movie when the killer pops out terrifying the soon to be victim. No, these were screams of sorrow, of grief, of having the thing you love most in this world ripped away from you in an instant. This was something primal, ingrained in humans from the dawn of time. I dropped everything and ran upstairs. Lindsay, my wife, was standing over our daughter's crib, looking in with hands over her mouth, more screams being stifled. As I looked over her shoulder I could see our daughter, Hope. Her skin was greying, arms splayed out at her sides and stiff. She was gone at only eight months old. All I could do was hold Lindsay as her body heaved with grief, pouring those unholy screams from her throat. I could almost feel part of her soul leaving with the sounds as she continued, going on for at least half an hour before finally quieting down and curling into a ball on the floor. I walked back downstairs in a daze, grabbing my phone and calling the emergency number. The next thing I remember is sitting on my front porch, holding Hope's small body police taking her from my hands. Doctors told us there was nothing we could have done. No sign of anything wrong with her. Just a freak case of sudden infant death syndrome. No cause to be found, just that her heart stopped beating and she was gone while she slept. We buried our little girl three days later. The grave was so much smaller than I had expected. I had buried my grandparents and my brother previously, but this... The grave was maybe a third of the length of theirs, six feet down. As they lowered her casket in, I had to hold Lindsay back from jumping in after her. When we got home, we went into Hope's room and cried for the rest of the day. It took weeks to return to any semblance of normalcy, and even then it was fragile. Lindsay barely spoke, instead just lying in bed, occasionally looking at ultrasound pictures or the family photos we had taken after Hope was born. Our happy little girl, just starting to stand and take small steps towards us. The smile on her face as we encouraged her, making a game out of who she would walk to first. She was gone, would never take anything past those little baby steps. Around two months after Hope died was when my wife began pouring herself into something new. She started tracking everything, saying she was going to know just when the right moment was to get pregnant again. Are you sure you're ready for another child so soon? I asked her, trying to be gentle and not make her upset. Of course I am. She seemed almost upbeat about this, like she had completely forgotten about Hope and everything that had happened. We need to have another for Hope. Well, her mind was pretty much made up, so we started planning. I was hesitant. It felt like we were moving on from Hope far too quick. Like we were just going to have a new baby to replace the one we lost and forget about her. But we went along with it anyway. Almost a month later and I came home from work to find a positive test waiting on the bathroom counter. Lindsay was so happy she was almost in tears. This is it, Quinn. She sobbed, smiling as tears rolled down, cascading across the dimples on her face I hadn't seen in so long. We get to have our little one again. I didn't pay much mind to how she had phrased that at the time, but over the next few weeks everything began to fall into place. She didn't want to get rid of any of Hope's things, determined we would be having another girl. She wanted to leave the room just as it was, right down to the little mural she had painted on the wall that said, Our hope is stronger than our fear. We would still go to the cemetery once every few days to visit her grave, leaving flowers for her in remembrance. Lindsay even began to go visit on her own sometimes, saying that she liked to just sit and talk to Hope about everything that was happening. I was surprised to get a call from the caretaker of the cemetery when Lindsay was about five months along. I picked up the phone, not sure of what to expect. Hi there, Mr. Ellis. I'm so sorry to bother you, but I thought you should know there's been some vandalism around your daughter's graveside. Now, I don't want you to worry about it as I'll keep an eye out and I'll catch whoever's doing it. But I just wanted to let you know in case you came to visit and saw something strange. What exactly is being vandalized? I asked, surprised and infuriated that someone would desecrate the grave of a baby spray paint on her headstone. Nothing even concrete, just some sprays and splotches here and there. Like someone was tossing paint around. Kids these days can't even graffiti, right? Eh? Thank you for keeping me updated, I appreciate it, I told him as I hung up. I was going to get to the bottom of this. I told Lindsay I was going out with some friends that night and drove to the cemetery. From there I sat up near a mausoleum near her grave and kept an eye on the area. I must have fallen asleep because the last thing I remember was the sun beginning to set over the horizon. Then the next thing I knew, the moon was directly above me in the sky. That's when I saw them. Two people standing over Hope's grave. One was taller, an adult. The other must have been a teenager, a foot or so shorter than the other. I crept towards the strangers, hoping to find out what they were doing near my daughter's resting place. What are we doing here? I heard a voice ask. What sounded like a teenage girl, probably no older than 13, she sounded scared. We're here to visit someone. The other responded. I recognised the voice. Lindsay? I ran over, wanting to know just what the hell my wife was doing with a child near our daughter's grave. She looked surprised as she turned to see me. Oh good, you're here just in time. She said. Quinn, this is Susie. The little girl looked very uneasy, her eyes darted from left to right, looking for a way to run if she could. I tried to shout out to her as I saw what was happening, but it was too late. Lindsay brought a knife from her coat pocket, a long, curved hunting knife that I remember seeing in a box of things she got from her father. Before I could run forward to stop her, she reached over and slit the girl's throat, letting her body fall on top of Hope's grave, soaking it in blood. Lindsay, what the fuck? What did you do? Jesus fucking Christ! I turned away and threw up. I could hear the gurgles coming from the girl as she attempted to breathe. Soon enough, she went silent. I reached for my phone and started to dial the police. Look. Lindsay said as she put her hand on my shoulder. I turned towards the grave and could see the girl's body slowly disappearing, being absorbed down towards where Hope was resting. She's almost ready. What the hell is happening? I asked her, staring in amazement as her hand disappeared below the ground. Now no evidence she was ever there except for a few drops of blood on the headstone. Lindsay, what have you been doing? I've been getting our little girl back. Lindsay replied. She put her hands to her belly, resting them on the small bump where our new child was growing. She just needs one more good meal, then she'll be ready. She walked over to the grave, standing above it and wielding the knife in her hand. She swiftly brought it down, stabbing into her belly. She screamed in pain as blood began to pour forth, but sat down on the ground right above where the casket would be. I watched in horror as she sat there calmly, working her hand into the wound and pulling out our unborn child. Once they were out, she brought the fetus up to her face, closing her eyes and touching foreheads with them. Thank you, little one. She whispered to them. Thanks to you, we can get our precious girl back. I fell back to the ground, stunned by what I was seeing. She lay the baby gently down on top of the grave, then pulled a towel from her purse and held it to her own wound. The body of our child was slowly swallowed by the earth, making their way down to where hope rested. Now it's time, Lindsay said. Soon something else began to emerge from the earth, coming up ever so slowly, being born from the soil. I recognized the large moth of brunette hair and the smile on her face immediately. Our little girl, making her way back to us. Hope? I barely managed to squeak out. She looked at me, smiling and cooing as she pulled herself fully from the ground. Dear God, it really was her. She looked just like the last time I'd seen her alive. Come here, baby. She took that first shaky step towards me. A smile on her face, small traces of red streaking down her chin and towards her neck. I didn't care though, that was my little girl coming towards me, taking her baby steps to get to her mother and father. Thank you for listening, I've been your host Tom. Don't forget to check out Sleepless Readings on YouTube to hear these stories first. And as always... STAY SLEEPLESS